What's up, guys? I'm your host, Trevor Briggs, and welcome back to the Wellness Biz Secrets Podcast, where we interview real wellness clinic and med spa owners who are in the trenches and discover more about their business, their highs, their lows, and everything in between. Today, we have John Flightman, who is the owner of Massage Bliss and Cryo. Welcome to the show, John. Let's go ahead and start by telling the listeners where you guys are located and what services you provide. Okay, I'm John with Massage Bliss and Cryo. We're located in Saxe, Texas. It's kind of one of the suburbs of the Dallas area, uh, northeast corner. Um, so, What services are you guys providing right now? We do a lot. So we kind of combine the cryo-type business with a five-star spa-type business, and we just are incorporating the uh, med spa side of it as well. Very nice. So, because this is such a growing area, all these services aren't here. Uh, there's such a need for them um, that I tried to incorporate it all under one roof to to make us more versatile. Nice. So yeah, so the area just seems like it's a little bit underserved with these type of services. So your guys are able to provide um, more than most like cryo, like not just focusing on the single cryo. Uh, that's awesome. Like, so. More in Dallas, Frisco, I would want to do just single cryo, but since we're kind of a little bit remote, it's better mm-hmm. to be, the customers are looking for it. Yeah, more holistic. Go drive 40 minutes to go get it. For sure. Yeah, so kind of take me back to the beginning. Uh, when did you open and what was the main driving force behind that decision? Because the industry's hard, brick and mortar's hard. Um, and so kind of give me why, like where did this all start from? Um, well, my wife, um, was in the spa industry. Um, She's from Thailand. She had managed some five-star spas over there. Uh, She came here, she got her massage license, got her esthetician license. Um, She worked at several different places, you know, with the goal of opening something someday. And my background is, um, I grew up on a farm. Um, I did mechanical engineering, was doing that as a career. And I did contracting, so I moved all over the country. But then once I got married, had kids, I was like, okay, I don't want to do that anymore. Where I'm living everywhere. So maybe I'll try to help her start her business. I'll still do engineering. But by the time we kind of got this going, I realized there's no there's no time to do both. And I'm not gonna take a job that, you know, a lot of jobs are 40 minute drive. It's like I can't drive 40 minutes, do an eight or nine hour job, drive back 40 minutes. And hope the spa runs itself fine. Yeah. yeah. Then I dedicated my time to more the management advertising side of it. And then my wife is more on making sure the services are done right. uh, Make sure um, the quality is there, interviewing people, uh, bookkeeping, stuff like that. You know, so we kind of split up the business that way. Yeah, that's, that's great. I think a mistake that I see a lot of entrepreneurs make when I'm working with like other businesses in this industry is that uh, kind of that halfway in halfway out uh, mentality. And so to see that you're like, all right, I am an engineer, but I understand that this business, like running a business is not a part-time job, you know, like this is like, if we want it to be successful, then we have to go all in. And so um, to kind of take that leap was probably extremely difficult, but I, I'm guessing that it was the right choice uh, for you guys to make sure that all everything was being done and done well. I, I am sure that it was the right choice, but it was very difficult. It was very difficult. 
financially. Mm-hmm. Both either way, that would have been difficult financially because you put your life savings into it and yep. you watch that kind of go away as the business is growing. Um, at least I'm, but like I had some control of that. Yeah. Versus if I was working, I could have put more money into it, but I wouldn't have control of the outflow. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so kind of tell me a little bit about your model. Tell us about your model. What, uh, what types of, so I know you, uh, a lot of different services, but kind of, do you run on membership model packages? What type of model are you running out of, out of your facility? We do a little bit of all of the above. So we definitely have memberships. That's a big part of it. Um, we do a lot of packages because we do have a lot of services. So we can do like a, a recovery package that would have a cryo massage with the CBDs in it and some stretching and Normatec compression. And we'll sell that as a package for recovery. Um, versus if we're doing a mom's day out package, it's going to be a massage plus a facial, um, you know, so we can tailor it based on what they're doing. Um, yeah. And we can also do a lot of recommendations. So if somebody's coming in and I have lower back pain, talk to them a little bit. It's like, you really should see your chiropractor first. Oh, you have so, a chiropractor there. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, why don't you just talk to the chiropractor? Let's get this settled where we know what we can and can't do uh, a little bit better. And they can, the chiropractor, a lot of times we'll tell the massage therapist, okay, this is what's going on here. This is the area to focus. So we do have that level, extra level of knowledge. Wow. That's, uh, that's really cool. That was the one thing with COVID. Like once I always loved the idea of having a chiropractor in here. Mm. Um, Actually, we have two chiropractors in here. One of them focuses on like functional medicine and he's just, he's here one day a week. And then another one, which I always wanted to get somebody in just to the adjustments. But when COVID hit, uh, one of our clients was uh, the main chiropractor at the joint close by and they had let her go for compensating types of things. Wow. So they said, why don't you work out of our office? And um, That's been a great match for us. That's awesome. Because and that's really cool because you it's uh-huh. a holistic approach. You really can like take them from this room where they're kind of diagnosed and um, doing the manipulation and things like that, and then bring them into the other services to make them more um, more holistic in their in their wellness side of it. Exactly, and the the guest that comes in has such a uh, array of options to to help them. So. Um, you know, some people are going to be scared to death of cryo because they don't want to get cold ever again in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, then you don't have to do that. Let's do a massage and CBD and an adjustment instead. Or uh, a cryo sounds good, but I'm afraid of a chiropractor. Let's do this combination instead. Or some people, I don't want to be touched. So we can create that package around whatever they're looking for to get the results that they need within their budget. Yeah. So one of the things that I, I think is interesting about what you guys are doing um, is that you, it's the magnitude of, of different offerings that you have. So from a customer perspective, in, in ways that can be overwhelming, right? That like you walk in, there's all these different services. What do I do? How do I do it? What's going to benefit me? What do I actually need? Like all of these questions um, that can start coming with their mind whenever they see all the different options. For So for you guys, like what has been that thing that has been able to kind of hone all this in to make sure the customers feel comfortable, like that they're making the best decision as far as what they need? How, how do you guys manage that with, with having so many things to offer? Um, 
we do lots and lots of training. So the front desk is trained very well on what the different services do. The massage therapists are trained in what the chiropractors do, what cryo does. Um, so we have a loop um, to where when the customer comes in, you know, whoever is with them first, or if they have questions, we can kind of do that consultation kind of anywhere in that process. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hey, you're here for this. You have this kind of issue. This is also what would help. Or you can do the a la carte or you can do more of a package type thing. Yeah, yeah. So and it's just really up to diagnosing them. Say that again? Kind of like a diagnostic sale of saying, okay, you're here for this issue and this is what I would recommend that you're going to do. And your staff is trained well enough to where they are able to give really good recommendations for the individual. So the individual isn't having to necessarily choose from this giant list. They're kind of given a a prescription the same way that a doctor would, would do that. Is that right? Very very similar. Like it's listening to them, seeing what they're kind of who they are and what they're looking for Mm -hmm. and what they're for and against, you know, yeah. And then making the recommendations based on that. That's great. So, yeah. So yeah. how many how many clients are you guys serving right now? Would you say like on a on a monthly ba- basis? How many people would you say are coming through? Um, probably around a thousand a month. Oh wow, wow. So how how is that uh, managing that managing the, the how big is your facility right now? Uh, we're just eight rooms. Okay, eight rooms. Because was that a couple thousand square foot? Three thousand square foot. Uh, Twenty four hundred square foot. Yeah. So managing a thousand people in that space, how? Like, is there any advice or tips that you would give to other people out there, other owners, as far as having to manage that many people inside such a small pace? How do you guys do that? Um, it's just a lot of attention to detail, a lot of, um, like I said, a lot of the training, just to mm-hmm. make sure the staff knows what's going on and can can handle it as well. And um, I'm here a lot. So I know, you know, what, what my staff can and can't do and the hours they're here and not and what, um, so I can help with that a lot. Yeah. So do you have specific salespeople that are kind of walking through the process of sales or is it more of everyone kind of works together in that process? Right now, it's more everyone works together, but I'm definitely setting it up to be a couple specific people now that we're, as we're getting bigger, mm-hmm. I realize it should be a dedicated person in the morning, dedicated person in the evening. That, yeah. that is more assigned to that where they can spend some more time so that we have better documentation to show them and to explain it a little clearer. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Cause I think something, and it's a lot harder when I'm working with uh, facilities that are maybe like one, like they're the only person that works there and there's, they, they're serving 50 members, but whenever you get to a certain point, it makes sense to just have those salespeople to, to really just take those consultations so that you have your kind of recurring members that are always there. They kind of, they know the flow, but then you have those first time appointments where you have a specific salesperson that has a very structured sales process and it allows you to like increase the conversion rate, which is the biggest thing. Um, but also just keep that, like, like we were talking about keeping the flow with so many people, um, just better and making sure you're identifying like whose first time is here and what process do we need to take them through? Um, so I think that's a really good thing. And, and my thought process is always, um, just focusing 
instead of focusing on the cell or the conversion rate, just because they go hand in hand, but to focus on, did we help that person? Yeah, did for sure. Get what they want? And if you do that, then the conversion rates will happen. Yeah, so, yeah. Because if you're being honest with what you're telling people they need, and they trust you, then of course they will purchase because it's yeah. it's solving the solution that they came in for. Because anybody that comes into your place, like they're looking for a solution to a problem that they have, or they wouldn't be there in the first place. And so, if you're able to kind of establish that trust and then give them the correct way or the the best way to get to their desired result, then yeah, like I said, of course they will. They're going to end up buying because they right. that's what they came for. I don't pay attention to the numbers nearly as much as I should. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I do pay a lot more attention to the customer and are we getting them what they are looking for? Yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, I think numbers are important because I think as business owners, it lets us make uh, very quick, high level decisions. Yes. Because we're able to say, like, look, like, okay, this is a percentage, like, this is where we want to go, this is our goals. Um, but that can be done with some systems, right? Like, you can put some systems in place, systems in place pretty quickly where you can kind of have checks and balances. But right. the customer service is an ever-evolving thing that you can't just, like, you have to be involved with that process. You have to really uh, kind of teach your employees what does it look like to to serve this person in the best way possible. And if they... if they are seeing that if your clients are seeing that then the numbers will definitely uh reflect that as well exactly cool so right now i mean y- y'all obviously have a-, a lot of clients coming to your doors how are you getting those clients is it word of mouth is are you doing paid ads like what what different things are you guys seeing are most effective to get new clients through the door um i always think you know or see maybe 80 percent is word of mouth Everything else we do is maybe the other 20%. You know, that word of mouth is the number one thing. You know, getting good reviews, getting, you know, when the customer says, I loved it, ask them for the review. Yeah, you guys have 270 reviews. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And most of the bad ones are people that never came here. Yeah. yeah. And when you get that much volume, like that happens. So, like when you start showing up on Google and stuff like that, that's just a part of the game. Um, right. When you have so many, it's almost good in some like sense of the word, because if you have 271 five-star reviews and there's not one bad review, if I'm looking at a company, I'm like, oh, that's, that's weird. Like that, that like- just seems a little fake, but if you have like you for 4.7, 4.8, like, and you have 270 reviews, it's like, all right, that's, that's legitimate. Cause I mean, the reality is, is as much as we want to make everyone amazing, like having a perfect experience sometimes it does not happen. And so there is going to be some negative reviews. And then, like you said, the people that, that get on there and just write reviews and then Google is never in your favor at helping you remove those. <laughs> so you just kind of have to stick with them. Yeah. I've talked to other business owners and they said, don't waste your time trying to get them removed. Yep. Google um, won't do it. No. So I've never wasted my time or spent any time. I kind of went, I think I'd probably be at five if I could get the ones that weren't legitimate out, mm. but I think four, nine, five, five, yeah. you know, the you guys have. Yeah. Yeah. So the word of mouth, like that's, that takes some intentionality to, to get 80% of your customers from word of mouth. So is there something that you guys do internally? Like do your clients asking for referral or are your staff like asking for referrals what is it that's kind of driving that growth so through the word part, of mouth? Part of when I say word of mouth is the Google reviews. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like the when, Google traffic. 
the Google traffic through, like when I say, how did you hear about us? Usually I hear one of your other guests told me, or I read your review. Read the review. Yeah. So to me, those two are, are both um, word of mouth. Yeah. You know, just getting people to talk about you, getting people to recommend you because we, we get a lot of that. Yeah. Do you guys do anything special for reviews? Cause I, I teach a lot of my clients, like make sure you're, you're asking for a review, like you're intentionally. Cause one thing I always tell people is like, people want to review you. Like you're a small business. People want to support a small business, but you have to actually do it. Like you have to actually ask them. You have to give them a way to do it. And is there anything special you guys do? Or is it simple as like, if you know somebody had a good experience, making sure you're saying like, Hey, will you leave the Google review? Um, we ask every guest that comes out, um, was everything perfect? Was everything great? Was everything, you know, because I want that response. I want to know if it wasn't great. I want to know if it was that uh, or absolutely perfect, you know? Yeah. And when they give me the ad, I usually call them back later and say, uh, what was that about? You know, was there something I need to know? Um, what can we do to improve? Um, and then I can't get everybody called back like that, but a lot of them. I will, but yeah. the ones that are like most greatest thing ever, those are the ones I'm saying, you know, as a small business that would help us so much if you can leave that in a review. And they'll say, absolutely, I'll do that. And then I'll say, I'm going to send you a text. On that text, just click the link and leave the review. And then they'll do it. If I didn't send the text, I won't get to the reviews. But then I'm controlling the process. I'm, I'm getting that feedback both ways yeah for sure yeah and for all the business owners listening out there like make sure you're asking for reviews because i can't stress it enough that if even if a client never comes back like if they came in for a, for one-time treatment they never come back but they had a good experience the review is valuable and so you might as well get that out of it if, you, if you're able to you know if the customer says i'm visiting i'm here from chicago that's when i'm really asking for the review yeah because no, I only get to say so many words. They only want to listen to so many words. So if the customer is more local, I might be emphasized and tell your friends to come in or we have this other service that might help. Whereas somebody's coming in from out of state, whatever, I'm not selling that. I'm more saying, if you since you loved it so much, leave me the review. Yep. Because yeah. I'm not sending that energy that I could be spending on teaching them about another service or another thing that can help them. Yeah. Cause they won't, they won't be there back anyways. Cause they're not even, they're not even. Right. There. So I don't need to worry about that, but that's the perfect one to get the review from. Cause I can spend my time talking to them and you know, they'll leave that review still. Yeah. And, that's awesome. And you're choosing what you're, what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then people end work. up getting, yeah. Cause people end up getting sidetracked or, Attention span, and then they, it goes out in one ear, out the other. So make sure you're just taking that time to focus on on that. Whatever you want from them the most, is it the purchase? Is it the refer a friend? Or is it to leave a review? And then um, using your words wisely and doing that. That that's right. awesome. That's that's really good advice. Um, what does the future have in store for you guys? What what is your goal um, with this business? Where where do you want to be uh, versus where you're at now? Um. The first thing is I think about percent occupancy. You know, how do I get all my rooms filled? Uh, like how do I um, 
get keep everybody busy, keep all the therapists um, making a living. Mm-hmm. You know, all the providers making a living. Um, because I think if you get really good providers in, and you focus on keeping them full and keeping the guest experience right, then the money will be there. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like instead of going, you know, if somebody comes in and they're like, I'm here for a massage and I go, you, you know, this will help you more and get you to work quicker. And it's like, I don't have the money for that. You know, I'm like, just go do it. I don't, yeah. You know, Taking care more of worried about getting you healed than, than that bottom line. You know, if they're yeah. coming in for cryo because they can't afford everything else. I have a therapist that's not busy. It's like, just go do the massage then because you still need it. Yeah, you know, make sure. the price whatever the price needs to be for your budget. But that'll get that therapist full. And if that therapist is full, they're sticking around. They're, they're happy. Their work's better. When they're happy, they're, you know what I mean? And then you're keeping that staff available. Yeah. How many, you know, how many staff members do you guys have? Our team is 21. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, so, <laughs> that's a lot of people. So I have, you know, several, a few part-time people, a few full-time people. Uh, okay. My desk, you know, so because of all the services, I have a lot of staff. But, yeah. But it's like making sure that they're getting their needs met. Yeah, and for sure. There in the first place and then training them on what they're missing, like, when you're getting that feedback from the customer, you'll figure out real quick what they're not doing right. And then going to them and gracefully saying, here's what I'm seeing. Um, could you work with my wife a little bit on that? Yeah. Or talk to my wife and saying, um, how are you, instead of even telling them what the complaint is, just saying, um, um, how do you, let me do a service with you and then feeling the same thing and asking for the same thing the customer was talking about and seeing if it's done correctly or not. And then the feedback, like, this is what I felt. This is what one of the guests said. This is what we can do to help that. Yeah. Uh, Within your, within the business, is there any like specific machines or anything like that, that you guys want to see like an increased in use of like, is it the cryo machine? Is it like the, I know you have, um, the slimmings and i know you also you had the botox and all that i see that you guys just released that so is there any like specific services you're like hey like i want to see an increase in the amount of people that are using x service yeah. um so we have cryo um i'm happy where that is because i wish it was a little more consistent throughout the day mm-hmm. um but i'm not real sad with where it is just because it brings almost too many people in where it gets crap for everything else. Um, but I wouldn't mind a few more there, especially during the day. Um, we just got a brand new hydrofacial machine. Very nice. That service is growing. Um, I love that service. So that's the one I really want to grow. Um, and then I'm working on getting the cryo slimming cryo facials going better again. That's my next focus. Like we got the machine and started off doing well. Um, we had a few customers complain because um, I think the biggest part is we weren't measuring them well enough. We weren't uh, because you don't necessarily see the result as much as sometimes as much as you're hoping because you don't 
see yourself every day. And since it's a long process, yep. it's like work great. A lot of times it works great. And the customers still like that. Yeah. You know, so I quit promoting that as much because I wanted to keep my five-star status. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And um, now I want to focus on how to do it to where we can keep our five-star status and do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it is a it? Good, it's a nice service. I like it. It's just I quit promoting it so much because when you're tied with Cryoskin and tied with the company, there's a lot of moving parts. And, yeah. it, and it's like, okay, I'm not going to put all my advertising dollars into that basket anymore because yep. on that service, it does take advertising dollars. Yep, for sure. Yeah, I know one thing that I'm seeing with my clients that we've been implementing that is being super, like it has been super effective is by creating packages, programs, right? So uh, the same way that you create a package with like maybe one-off um, like facials, things like that. It's like, how do you create a, like right now it's perfect time. It's like six week summer program where it's the, the slimmings mixed with other modalities in the facility, depending on where you like what you're doing. A lot of my clients have like infrared saunas or sculpt pod, those things. And so you kind of combine them all together to create a treatment plan that is six to eight weeks so that not all of it is falling on the, on like the casein or whatever machine are using for the slimmings. And what it does is one, the clients see better results because they're, they're combining with these other, um, these other pieces of equipment that, that serve the same purpose to lose, to lose weight, to get slimmer. Uh, and then you kind of combine it with uh, maybe a meal plan, right? Like a really easy meal plan for somebody to follow and um, just encourage them to, to follow a, a basic like workout regimen or to um, I've seen do 10,000 steps a day, like make, when you're doing this program, do 2000 steps a day and eat like pretty healthy because then what it does is now you're creating this like a holistic approach where the results aren't all, holding on this one machine to like hopefully work it's like now you have this program and there's like people are seeing a lot better results and slimming so um definitely an idea there to to think about given that you guys do have a bunch of different services yes and that's where i was that's exactly what i have in mind because um since we were doing the consultations kind of with anybody being able to do them then it, we don't get that long a time to spend with them Mm -hmm. to explain like more things that would help and that's why i'm trying to get like a dedicated consultation going yep. uh, with the dedicated with the right um, pictures and framework and explanations and the right training to get those going right and then we can do a little plant going and i don't and that's where i was going i don't really want to do a lot of advertising dollars into cryoscan until i have this other part done because that's what was missing is you're giving them the five minute consultation to say you right, exercise right before you start the service. Whereas I think that needs to be a 15 minute process, 30 minute process. Yeah. Which is what most of my clients are doing a 15, 15 to 20 minute uh, consultation kind of leading into the service to explain right. those different things so that it's the, the service is done most effectively and that the people are, the customers are educated because going back to like what we were talking about at the beginning is yes, the Krausk and the case inside of thing, you can make a lot of money because you can sell high ticket packages. And so that's, that's the, the pro of it. But if you're not setting your clients up for success, you're risking something that's more important and that's your reputation. And that's right. uh, that what people are saying about you. And so it's just, it's vital to have both pieces of the puzzle 
uh, figured out. And I see a bunch of people like slimming, 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 slimming. And I, I agree with it and I like it, but let's like, let's take a step back and make sure that these clients are getting exactly. And if, <clears throat> if somebody wouldn't be a good fit for it, don't force them to do it, like sell them something else, get them into something else. And I don't think that, um, I don't think enough people do that because, because there is this desire as a business owner to make more money and it can be um, hard to turn that, turn down $2,000 package um, with somebody that wants to buy it, even if it's not a good fit for them. Right. And it was a hard decision to, to slow down the advertisement on that, uh, on that side of it until we were ready to be able to do it all. Yeah. You know, I mean, we still offered the services, but we'd only offered if it was, they were reading it on our webpage and stuff. And cause then we would have time to spend with the customer to explain everything. Yeah. Versus a lot of times when they're booking online, they come in and the customer's kind of forcing you to be in the five minute consultation, whereas you're wanting to do a 15. Yeah. So yeah. it's setting so that up. What is, um, two more questions. What, one of the last ones is what is the weak spot in, uh, that you're working on right now? It's like the weakest spot of your company that you feel like, Hey, like we need to fix this. But what is that for you guys? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely focusing it on the consultations like that. That is sales process. Just getting that sales process better, getting that recommendation process better, getting to where one dedicated person is doing it versus all of us. Yeah. Because I think we'll take the load off everybody. Yeah. Uh, so that getting the processes down better. Yeah, for sure. As we get bigger, the processes become more and more important. Yep. And if you ever want to open up another location, like these are things that have to be done before, before doing that for sure. I mean, we have lots of processes in place. It's just, that's been my big focus for the last, like once, especially once we added the med spa side in, Mm -hmm. it was like, okay, now I'm really overwhelmed. Yeah. We only have to get a whole bunch more training in because it's, it's hard to, it's hard even in my own mind to, to say when do I need an IV versus when do I need, you know, a cryo slimming? When do I need a, a massage? You know, like blending all these together. Yes, you gotta have it. It's harder to recommend quickly because I have more that we can recommend. Yeah, so. and I, I feel like I, I could imagine it's even harder because you can do so much that like. You're like, oh, I could do this for this or this for that. And like all these different things. But like as, as in a sales process, you really have to just nail it, right? You have to like, even if there are other things that could potentially help them, you have to pick the best things and then say, this is what I'm recommending. Because if you right. don't, then it, the client gets confused. And if the client gets like confused, minds don't buy, period. So if they get confused, you're not selling it. And so it's, I can exactly. imagine it's hard to like really hone in on like, this is exactly what you need and just selling that. Right. Yeah. Like we have that are wanting these other services, but if they're not particularly knowledgeable about them, how do I, how do I recommend them properly? Yeah. And not, well, it's very hard, easy to overwhelm somebody when you have so much. For sure. Awesome. So um, if you could go back five years ago, when you guys first started, uh, as from a business owner standpoint, from like working in this industry, what would you tell yourself um, then that you've kind of learned now? Um, I would have focused on the reviews even earlier. Like that would have been my, my initial, like when you first open your, your like 
we need clients. I need to advertise. You spend a lot of money advertising that doesn't work because um, I think what happens with the client is they'll look at your ad. Maybe they'll Google you. They'll see five reviews. It doesn't work. Um, whereas now when I do an ad or something, they Google me, they see 270 reviews or they go on Yelp and see 60 or 70. You know, they're, they're much more appreciative of, oh, I saw them. And a lot of times you just have to wait for the natural growth process. I still, that's a hard thing for me is you have to wait like the customer. You do your job right, the customers are going to recommend you, you're going to grow. Yep, yep. But you only grow a certain percentage. So you just kind of have to wait it out sometimes and and say, let, let my customers advertise for me, um, get them to advertise for me, make sure I'm asking for that. Yeah. And, Especially when you're going to a, a two-year pandemic on top, of, on top of all that. Right. Like the first, <laughs> the first year when we were open, like I didn't spend a lot of time in the spa as much time as I should have in the spa mm-hmm. because I was like, I need to advertise. I need a market. I need to do this. I need to do that. What do I know about running a spa? I'm a mechanical engineer. You know, you know what I mean? But yeah, instead I should have been focused in like, I learned it with time, but I, I wish I would have made that a lot quicker. Yeah. Uh, who my guests are, what they're coming in for, how we can help them, what they like the most, to where I can refine my message better, quicker, instead of worrying about doing the outside stuff. Yep, instead of yeah. about placing ads and advertising and spending money to try to make it grow, I, I wish I would have been a lot more patient and just said, here's how I'm going to learn the business better. Yep. Uh, you know, I knew the business uh, better than most engineers because... You know, my, I helped my wife study for a massage license. I helped her study for a statistician license. You know, I was reading about it. I was doing things like that, that you just do to be a supportive husband. Yeah, yeah. Just um, to kind of be involved with what she's doing, what she's doing. Right. And then it's like, okay, we're going to do this. So then I started doing, you know, reading books on it and taking, you know, I took a small class that I liked. Um, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like different things to, to learn. But I wish I would have just kept that focus instead of more being in a panic mode of how do I grow this really fast? And if I spend more money, I'll get it back. And it just doesn't work that way. You know, yeah. you add, most of your ads you do, you'll never get the money back. Um, and yeah, and I would say like the a lot of times it's because whenever we're an entrepreneur, we feel like we have to wear all the hats, right? Like we have to be good at advertising. We have to be good at uh, the customer experience. We have to be good at all the treatments. And the reality is we can't. And so a lot of times, like especially in the advertising marketing sector, because it's so easy nowadays to get an ad out there, to just post something on Facebook, boost it, do all those different things that a lot of times money's wasted because that's not the expertise of the, of, of the business owner. And so, that's that's a really hard lesson to learn that i think a lot of people go through is like hey if you are going to do these different things there is ways to learn there's things that you can do to learn there's people that you can talk to there's there's professionals in this uh but 
especially at the beginning, it's like, let me be immersive in my business so that I understand the business so that I can grow the business. Because if you don't understand your own business, then how are you going to grow that? How are you going to even market that if you don't even understand what, what the process is and how uh, everything is moving and flowing in? So I think that's, that's really good advice. Also, like, what is the guest coming in for? Like, I can read about it in books and whatever, but until you talk to a bunch of guests, you know, like, I learned a lot being up at the front desk actually just checking people in and out oh. and asking them was everything perfect what's you know what are you in here for today you know the service can help because then i'm learning a lot more about the customer and about what they're coming in for now when i do an ad it's a lot more effective because it's more pinpointed yeah. um, whereas before when you first open your you're doing ads that sound cool, but they, they're not necessarily what your guest is looking for. So I think, you know, instead of spending money on labor to be up front, it's better to be up front. Yeah. No, so I, I always heard the cliche, don't spend, um, you know, don't spend all your time in your business, spend it on your business. Yeah. And I think that was a terrible thing that hurt me yeah people people that say that are like businesses that have been around for 10 15 years and like are trying to scale to a new level when you're just starting that's you don't get that luxury (laughs) like you don't just get to start day one of being working on the business you need to be in that business doing everything understanding everything eventually yes eventually but not right now yes and i think that was like a big thing for me because now I'm wasting money on, uh, I'm spending money on front desk staff when I could have done that. And I'm spending money on advertisement because I think that's my job. Yeah. And spending money, you know, in a lot of different areas that I didn't need to spend money on because I should have just been up front with that client, yeah. you know, and honing everything in. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really good advice. I, I appreciate you uh, coming and just talking to us more about your business. If people wanted to uh, look you guys up or find you, ask you questions, uh, where could they do that? Like, are y'all on Facebook, Instagram? Where Where is that for you? Uh, we're on Facebook. Um, Massage Bliss and Cryo, Instagram and the Massage Bliss. Um, and the webpage is www.massageblissandcryo.com. All spelled out. Um, so I, I still think the webpage is always the best place to go. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. Well, yeah, I appreciate it, John. You have, uh, have a good one. All right. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.